This is Bob Cudmore with a special podcast production with the mayor of Amsterdam, New York, Michael Sinquanti. There are updates uh, galore kind of in, on the national and state scene, but I was really kind of impressed with an update that uh, Mayor Michael Sinquanti of Amsterdam put into the Amsterdam Recorder, and I thought we'd check with him from time to time and get it out there online and uh, find out what's happening specifically in one upstate city, which happens to be my hometown, and I know it's your hometown, uh, Mayor Sinquanti. What's the current situation? Well, Bob, we are... Uh... Uh, the best way of putting it is we are doing the best we can under under you know uh, very very abnormal circumstances. Um, but I'm very proud of of the citizens in the city. I'm proud of the employees of the city because everybody's uh, everybody's doing what they need to do to try and keep this um, this virus from spreading. Uh, we have our city on a pretty much a limited uh, operational basis. We have of course the police and fire department at full strength. Um, we have the wastewater treatment plant, which handles our sewage system, and we have the water filtration plant, which handles our drinking water running uh, at full capacity. Uh, but we have, you know, abbreviated uh, road crews and, and water crews coming in, uh, you know, intermittently trying to keep the social distancing guidelines uh, that Governor Cuomo's put into force in play here. Uh, but they're doing a great job uh, handling the the emergency situations that come up. As uh, so, so that's good. Uh, as you know, the restaurants here have all been closed, takeout only. The churches aren't meeting. Uh, the congregations aren't meeting on Sundays. Um, the businesses, many of the businesses, have closed down. So it's a different Amsterdam than than you or I are used to, and uh, it's it it's has a certain eerie feeling to it. But again, it's it's people doing what they have to do to make this thing uh, slow down and disappear. I almost hate to ask you about this because uh, the news gets old very quickly. We'll en endeavor to get this out online as soon as possible. But uh, to your knowledge, has uh, what are the? Do you know any of the statistics for Amsterdam, or it's in Montgomery County, or for Montgomery County in terms of numbers of cases? Have there been any deaths? Um, no, and and we've had seven uh, seven uh, confirmed cases. One of the challenges uh, we have, Amsterdam and all the upstate communities have, is we we are very very short on testing kits. So um, the only people who are being tested here are the people who suffer severe enough symptoms uh, to be admitted into the hospital. At which point, that's the only time they'll be tested. All the other people who may be uh, suffering from symptoms, um, you know, make a phone call. Uh, to their doctors, and, and there's a protocol that they follow. The doctors ask them questions uh, to try and ascertain um, if it's possible that, you know, what, what kind of sickness they have there. They go to the doctor's office by appointment only, uh, and they are checked out. And if they show a fever, if they show the symptoms of, of coronavirus, they're not tested for it. They're sent back home and put under uh, quarantine. And um, so we have a number of people in Amsterdam um, who are under quarantine at their homes, some of them voluntary, some of them uh, directed to do so by, you know, county health department based on those symptoms. They've come in contact with some of the patients who've had the coronavirus, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but, you know, we haven't had any deaths, but I can share with you the fact because her, his wife has done such an elo eloquent job of doing it. Uh, Dave Swore, an Amsterdam firefighter for many years, who runs uh, Dave's Dogs, which is a uh, uh, one of the great uh, on-the-wheel 
Diners, Drive-Ins, mm-hmm. and Dives here in Amsterdam. It's the, the best mobile diner in the city, and he serves great hot dogs and Mexican hots. Well, David contracted the disease, and uh, perhaps, he's probably the most, serious, uh, the most serious victim we have. He's at St. Mary's Hospital now. He's on an incubator. Um, I talk to his wife almost every day. We message each other. And I can say that uh, he's holding his own. He's doing good. His doctor is optimistic. Um, and we're all praying for him. And I ask all the listeners of this podcast to say a prayer for Dave Swart um, because he's, he is the most serious patient that I know. Uh, mm. uh, suffering I'm glad you brought that, that up because uh, I've no- noticed that too. And I start uh, liking and uh, responding to his uh, his wife's post. It really is very... Well, you know, it puts a, a human face on it. Uh, you know, the, I mean, we hear about the numbers of sick and the numbers of uh, hospitalized and so forth. But, you know, now we, we know there's Dave. You know, the Dave is, is in there, too. Yep. It's, and it's, it, just, it just emphasizes how serious this is um, that, that one of our own, like David, um, you know, who, who really didn't go anywhere, didn't, you know, didn't uh, have any connection to someone that anyone knew of who had the virus, um, caught it, and um, uh, is in such grave condition. But again, he's recovering. But it, it's a lesson for us all, and it's. I think it's helped Amsterdam understand the seriousness of this. Uh, thanks, thanks to the way his wife is presenting it to us. Um, and you know, you know, stay home and and don't you know follow the rules. And and the the key is keeping those people who may have it from those people who don't, so that mm-hmm. it doesn't spread. And and that's what it's all about. In terms of uh, your outreach, uh, getting information to the people of uh, Amsterdam City and surrounding area, of course, as well, you're doing this uh, podcast. We hope to do it every couple of weeks. Uh, what, what else are you doing? Uh, let me ask you specifically, you're doing a, a Facebook Live. Is that taking place today? Um, no, we're going to, well, I might do it today. I'm not sure based upon how the schedule is, is working out here. Um, but I, I, I will be doing a Facebook live, but I'm doing the column and, um, it, that's been very helpful. But another thing I'm doing is, uh, yesterday I sent it, my first one out over to the people at River Ridge, uh, a, a video, a, a video basically just telling them what the situation is. The people at River Ridge cannot accept cannot have have no outside visitors coming in uh, mm-hmm. the people at the sentinel will be doing one for them today uh just outreach to people who who don't have access uh you know to to some you know to the to the public uh, communication forums or whatever who, who are elderly who are certainly most at risk uh just trying to send them messages to let them know what's happening as well but we are going to be doing a podcast um and, and i hope to start that today but i'm not sure if it'll be today or tomorrow you mean Facebook Live or, or another podcast? I'm sorry, I don't mean podcast. This is my, <laughs> it's hard to get these podcast things straight. Yeah. I'm using, yeah. absolutely. I love this right. opportunity. I thought this was a perfect suggestion. I appreciate it. This is exactly what you know we hope to do. But the Facebook Live would be done more when, when I have an announcement to make, when information right. comes to me that I feel citizens need to know, that's when I'll be doing a Facebook Live. And you do the column for the Recorder newspaper, and that appears how often? every two weeks. And that wasn't meant as a coronavirus update. That was meant to be what's going on in City Hall on a regular basis to give them, I call it a window into the, into the mayor's office on, you know, uh, on a regular basis to let them know the issues we're dealing with, uh, you know, uh, and, and how we're dealing with them. I thought a column from the mayor 
um, with occasional uh, contributions from the other people in City Hall, would be a really good thing to help citizens become more informed and more involved in their government. Are people still coming to City Hall to transact uh, city business? We are pretty much closed for business, uh, Bob, unfortunately, and it, that's part of the eeriness of this. This is a wonderful place uh, with, with uh, you know, the activity here is wonderful. Uh, I, I, since I've been mayor, I've done four weddings. Uh, you know, I, I can't tell you uh, how good it is that the public can come in here and, and do the things that they do, pay their taxes and, and you know, get licenses and building permits. And, and that interaction is so critical because it's our it's our ability to, to talk to citizens. And, and we've had to stop that because of this virus. So it's an eerie feeling here, but we've had to do it because um, it's, it's a, a, first of all, a governor's mandate, but secondly, it's the right thing to do. We cannot permit, mm-hmm. um, you know, people to, to get with it that close to each other and mix with each other. And, and this is a public building. And uh, by, by shutting it down, we're, we're limiting the amount of exposure the public has uh, because this is where, you know, we would get 100 people a day walking in and touching the doorknob, et cetera. And as much as we'd sanitize, et cetera, there was no way that we could, um, we could be sure. So we, we, sh- we shut it down, and it's, it's closed for business. So everything is d- being done. We, we, we've posted at our city Facebook page a complete list of all of the services that are still available. And as I said earlier, we've got pretty much everything going on, but it's on an on-by-appointment basis. We provide phone numbers. Uh, people can pay their taxes by mail. They can drop it through a slot here at City Hall. They can, um, you know, they can do things uh, for permits. They can call numbers, uh, and we'll send people uh, when necessary to sites to do things. But all the while maintaining uh, the social distancing and, and PPE restrictions uh, placed on us by the governor. Recently, uh, Amsterdam had a large food distribution event, and I believe you're going to have another one. Can you tell us about that? We did. Um, one of the things about this virus is as much of an impact as it's having on a place like City Hall and, and, the, and the restaurants and the churches and the workplaces, it's also having that kind of um, impact on the volunteer agencies and the social service agencies that for many, many years have took it upon their backs to help feed the hungry in our area. And because of this virus and because of what it's done to our economy, our local economy, as well as our national economy, there are a lot of people in our city who are were out of work, are out of work, are working on limited pay or no pay. Uh, and so that number of hungry is getting greater. So you had that combined uh, that double whammy of a, a terrible economy, less money, less less money for groceries, and the fact that the agencies that served them were getting stressed because uh, of uh, they too had to follow the social distancing. So we thought that the city could help uh, um, alleviate that by using our resources to organize and, and bring together those agencies into a, a, a centralized food drive, a food distribution. And it, and it worked very, very well. It was our first time uh, last Friday, and we used Veterans Field, which, which was a perfect venue where people could drive in, and we also used the lower Veterans Field parking lots for walk-ins for people who couldn't drive in, and we also had a delivery system. Uh, but it really was a gigantic effort. We had so many organizations, uh, churches, we had uh, uh, every, volunteers. We had over 100 volunteers, and we, we asked for 60, and we had over 100 uh, and we also had, you know, our police department was there and our public works department setting up the barricades and helping us load and unload the food. 
So it was a massive effort, uh, first time done, and, and we learned a lot. I mean, we, we, we distributed 532 packages of food uh, to, to every kind of person you can imagine, um, and, and it, you know, it was just a wonderful event. But, but again, there, there were things that we learned during it that we can improve upon. So we're hoping to do it again. We're having a meeting uh, very soon here. It's, well, it's going to be a remote telephone meeting. But w- what we're going to be doing is talking about what we did right in that distribution, what we, did, what we could mm-hmm. do better. And we're organizing a second one. And that second one, we hope, will be uh, better and, and more food and more distribution, uh, mm-hmm. more, you know, and, and so, so I'm very excited. We're fill, the city's uh, filling, filling a gap caused by this virus that's essential to the health and well-being of our citizens, and, and that's, that's how I see it, and, and we're going to continue to do that when it's possible. One thing that happened during the food distribution, according to the news coverage I read, was it, it was kind of a typical Amsterdam event. Amsterdam people are known for going early. So people went early, and the food was distributed early. Very controversial. We had a decision to make, um, and that's one of the things we learned that we're going to address the second time around. We're brainstorming ways to do it now. But basically what was happening was, you know, we just, we announced a 1030 opening, and uh, the line of cars started forming at 730. So what that meant was there was a line of cars going all the way down Locust Avenue. And... Uh, by you know we had to unload uh, 15 pallets of food and it was like i i I put in a column it was like a a swarm of hungry ants where they hit those and we put them into packages but all these people are lining up lining up outside the street so we we had the packages packed by 9 30 we looked outside the cars were lined up and and there's no way that you're going to let somebody at 10:30, drive up in front of the cars that were in line. So we decided, since we were ready to go, we'll start the line moving now because it would make no difference to those people who came at 10:30, uh, because they'd be at the very, very end of a very, very, very long line. The same number of people would have driven in before them. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we made yeah. the decision to open early. Uh, by 10:30, we were out of our basic packages, uh, which, which was, you know, uh, again. It, it was a decision we made at the site, but we're going to be working on that for the next one and, and, and try and come up with a better system so that uh, when we make an announcement of start time, uh, people people will understand that when they get there, there'll be food. We're talking with Mike Sinquanti, the mayor of Amsterdam, New York. Uh, April 1st was also a deadline for the state budget, but you had a budget deadline of sorts, I believe, uh, how are things going yeah, in Mike, terms of okay. getting the city government's normal operations are going? Uh, well, before this thing hit, I was before this virus descended upon us. I was very, very excited about the the pace of my budget process, the results of my negotiations to uh, get the debt reduced. I, and and I don't want to say I'm not excited about that anymore. But I have higher priorities. Uh, one of the things that this virus has done is it hasn't just shut down our city. It's slowed down government in general. The bureaucracies uh, are, are straining at the seams, trying to get things done with fewer people. So our problem, and, and the financial markets have been, um, have been thrown into this disarray as well. So uh, the biggest part of our budget this year, or the most critical part of our budget this year, was that we were going to be refinancing our debt. The the state had given us um, 
the authorization to go out and borrow $8.3 million to get rid of our deficit. So we've been working on getting that number down so we would borrow less. And we've been putting together the information we need to go out to bond. And uh, we're right at that point to do so. And that's when uh, everything uh, hit the fan. <laughs> and, and so basically, um, it, it, it threw it askew. So it, me putting out a budget on April 1 without knowing how much we're borrowing or what the interest rate on that borrowing is going to be would make the budget pretty much conjecture. Uh, and mm-hmm. rather than do that, I, I've decided to just hold off a, a little bit longer because one of the things that the federal government is, uh, included in their stimulus three package is a fund that would permit a city like Amsterdam, which is experiencing fiscal distress, to um, actually bond money using federal government money on a, on a short-term basis. And um, a very, 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 very favorable interest rates. It's that's what it's designed to do. So there could there's there could be a silver a silver lining to a very great cloud for us in the sense that if this funding becomes available and it, it looks it looks for sure that it will, we will be able to move forward with our bonding using this fund instead of the marketplace. Uh, if it doesn't, we still intend to use the marketplace, but the marketplace needs to settle down, and that's really not going to happen until there's more certainty regarding the virus than the outcome of the virus and the the length of all of this, um, mm-hmm. the length of all of uh, of these restrictions. Uh, we we can't expect that to happen. So my budget process, I'm ready to go as soon as we get a bonding issue, uh, that, uh, a bonding source, a bonding issue, a number that we can count on. Uh, you know, I've got a best scenario and a worst scenario budget. I'm ready with that, um, and and it'll be very quickly after that 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 we we do our tentative one budget. And the other thing about a budget process is you need to have a public hearing, and uh, you know it, it it would be it would be chaotic to do a public hearing using some of the technology uh, <laughs> that we're using to try and do things remotely. Mm. One thing I did want to ask you about too, uh, something completely different. Uh, some uh, other local officials upstate have expressed concerns about New York City folks coming up here because that's where the major- you know vast majority of the cases have been uh, so far. Is that a concern in Amsterdam or Montgomery County that you know of? It's it's certainly it certainly is a concern, and it's it's you know it's it's a and it's cause for concern, and I understand why people are concerned. And um, you know, I I have a daughter who's in Brooklyn, New York, and she's nine months pregnant. And yeah. she, um, she's she got the coronavirus. And you're the first person I'm telling publicly. And uh, she's fine. She's getting better. Her husband had it before she did. But they're in Brooklyn, New York, and I can't get to them, and they can't get to me. Well, I certainly wish her and the it's best. Very hard. It's yeah, very sorry. hard to hear people um you know, just you not understand that uh, New York City is three hours away from us, and many, 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 many of our families and our friends um, live there. So, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not the one who makes these calls about uh, what we we are or are not going to do as far as a state health system is concerned. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you one thing: I understand it. I understand the need for using the resources we have, but I also understand really the need to make sure when we do that, 
that it's it's done in a very very uh, as safe as possible. But my, I got my fingers crossed. I got my fingers crossed that the uh, New York City healthcare system uh, is is you know making the the improvements necessary to take care of their um, to take care of the massive ma- massive challenge that they have. Uh, and and uh, I'm praying for that. That's what I want to happen. My daughter's doing better. Uh, the baby's due this month. Um, we can't wait to. We can't wait for that baby to be born. Um, and uh, we're praying. And uh, she she does not want to leave uh, Brooklyn because uh, she's been there during her entire pregnancy. Her doctors are there. Mm-hmm. She loves her doctors. She loves the care she's getting. Uh, she's the NYU Medical Center, which is where she's going to have the baby, is not um, is not going to be transferred into a uh, transferred into a COVID. They're trying to take care of their own. They're trying as hard mm-hmm. as they can to take care of their own. And uh, you know, I'm praying that they can do that. Yeah. Well, I certainly uh, hope that works out for you. And that's a good good point you're making. I mean, something we don't know what has to be done, but uh, New York City people. Uh, have been suffering a great deal. Yeah, I mean, my I was brought, I was raised, and it's not because of my daughter, but I was raised, um, to, you know, to to be good to other people, to be and to, uh, and that's it's hard, it's hard to turn your back on people in need mm-hmm. uh, at any time, but especially this time, and and again, so it's a really tough, difficult issue. I understand both sides of it. But, uh, you know, my upbringing has always been and always will be to um, do what I can to help other people. Mm-hmm. Well, Mayor Sinquani, uh, I thank you for doing this uh, podcast. Is there anything else you wanted to say before you're we're No, done Bob, here? I thank you for doing that. I think it's a great idea. And, and the more information we can share about this, you know, this crazy time we're going through and this horrid disease, I think the better. I think the bottom line, I just want people to understand that. If they practice really, really good, uh, you know, the rules of this, if they stay away. And, and again, my daughter, my daughter contracted her disease by going to a wedding, uh, as far mm-hmm. as we know. Uh, and it was before the virus, before all of this yeah. virus uh, became, you know. So, so there's things that, but, but Amsterdam, we, we have a really good uh, situation right now. And I'm, we're doing everything we can. But it's important that people understand, stay home. Don't go out, wash your hands, uh, you know, do the things you need to do and um, let the people who are in place to provide the services, provide those services, and we'll get through this. Well, thank you very much, Mayor Michael Sinquanti of Amsterdam, New York. This is Bob Cudmore.